Just can't take it anymore And with a humble heart on bended knee Begging you please for help Hello everyone and welcome to the Friday, the 13th, April 13th, 2007 edition of the Relevant Podcast. Friday the 13th? Yeah. Ooh, that finally worked out for you. Yes. <laughs> and there wasn't even a joke so about it. Tuesday the 13th. The Relevant Podcast is the audio companion to Relevant Magazine and RelevantMagazine.com. I'm Cameron Strang, and here with me is the editorial crew, editorial director Kara Davis. Hello. Managing editor Adam Smith. Howdy. And web content producer Jesse Carey. Here I am. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to rock you like a hurricane. <laughs> okay, well, uh, the movie's coming out tonight on April the 13th. Oh, wait, that one's the spooky way to say it. On Friday the 13th. <laughs> April the 13th. Friday the 13th. Uh, we've got Perfect Stranger, the Halle Berry, Bruce Willis, uh, Giovanni Ribisi. It's movie. actually it's, about Larry and Balky. Yeah, it's actually the, the highly anticipated... Get out to the city. Yeah. <laughs> Cousin Larry. It's the highly anticipated big screen adaptation. I'm, I'm guessing that Halle Berry is uh, Balky. <laughs> and she does that dance. <laughs> the dance of joy. Yeah. <laughs> we, we've all been waiting about 12 years for this thing, so... And on the back of her wagon in the opening credits in the movie, it says, America burst. <laughs> Standing tall. On the wings of our dreams Rise and fall On the wings of our dreams The rain and thunder The wind and haze I'm bound for better days To my life My dreams And nothing's gonna stop me now Did you know that of all people, Alan Thicke from Growing Pains, one of the most prolific sitcom theme songwriters of all time. Yeah. And his son, Robin Thicke, one of my favorite albums of all time. Yeah, R&B. Yeah. And you know, actually, John Tesh. He's a performer. John wow. Tesh, the, the former... His son was Kurt Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> one of the greatest evangelists yeah. Oh, you're thinking time. of Seaver. Yeah. Um, but uh, John Tesh, the former Entertainment Tonight co-host, do you know what song he wrote that... The prom- NBA on NBC theme song. Yes. Yeah, which seems so strange. So it's the same as Entertainment Tonight's? Sort of, yeah. He pretty much ripped it off. But the interesting thing about that is that that song is so hard-charging and full of adrenaline. And John Tesh is anything but any of that. Well, I'll that's tell what you. happened. It, yeah. it was a suck zone for him. <laughs> he is an Adonis of a man, though. I, I, I ran into him, not literally. Because he would have leveled you. Yeah. I, I would have been running into a, a cement statue. Um, uh, he he was in the mall in Atlanta when I had the snub by Toby Mac. Linux? Uh, probably. And I walked in. I just had walked into the mall. And there he is, six foot twelve, thirteen, fourteen, <laughs> flowing golden hair. It's like a light, a spotlight God. was on him. He was in a group of people, and he literally was about three feet taller than everybody there's, he was with. There's a breeze blowing through his golden tresses, and his, and you his don't shirt even know was how. unbuttoned about five buttons down. And he was wearing a turquoise medallion. Yeah, and it was rayon. The shirt was rayon. It was amazing. And I actually heard a chorus of angels when I saw him. But if I looked away, it stopped. But when I looked. Back and, and, and they weren't singing again. like a heavenly tune. They were just going Tash. No, they're going. It was a chorus of angels singing the NBA theme. Yeah. NBA on NBC. Famous people always have an entourage because they have things that they need to have done, and they don't want to do them themselves. Or they just have buddies who are hangers on. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I think it's two different things. I think like the older barnacle. people have their publicist and their assistant and their whatever. The younger people just have their friends whose lifestyles they support. Mm-hmm. All right. Also coming out on Friday the thirteenth is uh, Disturbia, starring Shia LaBeouf, David Morse, 
Carrie Ann Moss. It's the one where he's under the teens under house arrest, and he sees stuff going on in the house across the street, and they try to figure out, but he can't leave his house. So basically, it's a ripoff of Rear Window, yeah, executed very poorly. Well, we don't know how it's executed. Well, and well, they actually said that it is like an he's homage. He's a good to actor, it. dude. Yeah. He's in Transformers too, yeah. <laughs> and even well, Stevens. Thank he you was very hilarious, and even I, Stevens. I will say this: I think Shia LaBeouf. He's the next John Cusack. He he has an interview on The Onion uh, right now, The, the Onion's AV Club. AV Club, and he is 20 years old, and he has had one of the most wide-ranging film careers that I've ever heard of. Usually, you kind of like get down one track. He has very strategically done different kinds of genres. He has the most foul mouth I've ever read in an interview. Really? really? But, you know, he's a 20... You know. But have you heard his story? Like, his, he went into acting... Like apparently he has some sort of father who is Tourette syndrome. No, like so, like has Son a criminal sailor. <laughs> he was some had some sort of criminal background and left the family, so he was supporting his mom and siblings I while he's doing Even Stevens. Wasn't that also the premise of Even Stevens? So that makes it okay to curse. <laughs> yes, I'm just saying the kids. I'm just he's saying had a, he's had a rough time. He's had yeah. a hard he's had a life. rough go. I think he also was accepted to Yale University. Uh, three years ago, or four years ago, in 03, he was accepted to, the, to Yale. But Yale told him, you have a lot going on right now. Go ahead and seize these opportunities, and then just come back and go to, come to our school some point in the future. Hmm. Interesting. I mean, that Yale was like, we accept you, but we don't want you right now. Right. Also coming out in theaters is Pathfinder, starring Carl Urban and Clancy Brown. Sounds awesome. Yeah, well, oh, that's he, the, Viking the Viking boy. Thing. Okay, oh. here's the problem I have with Pathfinder. Hey, thank God the trailers will stop playing now. They've yeah. been playing for about a year. So. <laughs> that's true. I just think it, it looks a little claustrophobic. Like all the all the tight trailers shots. yeah, are super tight shots. And the action like, ooh, I bet this sword scene's going to be sweet. And you're like, all I see is a blade. You know? <laughs> and hair dirty. and fur. Yeah, like we're going by. And I'm like, man, I bet if I could see like the full scope of this fight, it'd be awesome. There's more fur. Yeah. I think I saw a blade. It, you know? it looks like Some it was shot. skin. Yeah. yeah. It, it kind of looks like it was shot on a soundstage about this size, you know, <laughs> that they just put up a few fake trees. Aqua Teen Hunger Force colon movie film for theaters is what it's called. That's coming mm-hmm. out also. Pretty excited. But I, it's actually the word colon, not a colon. Is that the thing that caused the controversy up in Boston or whatever? Yeah. Yes, the Moon and Nights. Album's coming out on Tuesday, April 17th. We've got Joseph Arthur and the Lonely Astronauts with Let's Just Be. Joseph Arthur is really good. The Noisettes is coming out with What's the Time, Mr. Wolf. Christafari with To the Foundation. And The Wedding with Polarity. So check those out. All right, that'll do it for your entertainment releases. Up next, Slices. Right, you're listening to The Hours. The song is Love You More. It's playing right now over at Relevant TV. And, you know, we do love you more. So there you go. Uh, tune in, Relevant.TV. At the beginning of the podcast, you heard none other than, I mean, do I even need to say it? You heard Johnny Cash with the song Help Me. Oh. Yeah, I don't think uh, that he needed any introduction. And we played that uh, as the feature this week, coincidentally, not because... Ironically. Not because of the news that Kara's about to share with you. So without further ado... With slices, here's Kara Davis. A little piece of musical history burned down this week. Hmm. Johnny Cash's former home was set ablaze Tuesday. In a ring of fire. Oh, no. Did you have that cocked and loaded? Were you ready for that? <laughs> Did it burn, burn, burn? <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Oh, oh Jesse. Jesse. Um, fire officials think it was a combination of chemicals treated wood and blow torches that may have sparked the flames. What clue we, them off there? Yeah, we think, you know, it's either... Were they either, trying to burn it down or what? Yeah, it's either a chemical reaction with the treated wood or the blow torches. <laughs> One of the two, we can't figure it out. So. so anyway, Barry Gibb of the Bee Gees had bought the house last year and I guess was in the process of remodeling it. Right, so what you would say is that Barry Gibb owning it, it's a little bit of a disco inferno. Oh, <laughs> Jesse. 
<laughs> Jesse, why are you playing this? That's awful. <laughs> I'm ashamed of all of Is us. Is that the Joaquin Phoenix version? Yeah, it's the Joaquin Phoenix version. I don't have the actual Johnny Cash version. I have the guy. What? Kara first sent me a press release for this last night, and it was written with such, like, shock. It was as if, uh, you know, a music legend had himself burned to death. <laughs> but, right. well, that's the interesting thing. I mean, this house was so intrinsically tied to his career yeah, and who true. he was. And You know, that it seems like a bad location because he lived right next door to Roy Orbison. And right. Roy Orbison's house burned to the ground. Mm. Well, I, so far still I think there's a rock star arsonist. Well, Marty Stewart's so, on the other side. It's so far out in the boonies, the... The, maybe the fire department can't get there in time. You know, it's could out be. in Hen- Henderson, or or it could be that they're always using blow torches in that area. <laughs> they <laughs> yeah, treat the wood with highly flammable yeah, chemicals. Highly flammable chemicals. They had done the entire exterior, and they were about to do the interior. Well, that just sounds smart. Yeah, yeah. Well, you can't even light a cigarette out there. They're walking around with like running flamethrowers, and it's <laughs> Tennessee, so you know everybody on the site was smoking. Smoking, yeah, yeah you know. <laughs> no doubt about it. I grew up in Nashville, and. And my dad actually has pictures of Johnny Cash's home from the lake behind, like, you know, mm-hmm. that runs behind it. The stalker shot? Yes, he <laughs> does have stalker shots, so. And in, in the picture, Johnny Cash is on the back porch aiming a shotgun <laughs> in his direction. He's got a blowtorch in one hand and a shotgun in the other. They love their blowtorches out in Andersonville. That's, yeah, how, they, that's how they roll in Tennessee. Yeah. Yeah. Shotguns and blowtorches. Yes. <laughs> one for distance and one for pro- close yeah. proximity. There's still another house that exists that was Johnny Cash's at one time. That's Just right. The one in I was, Jamaica? Yeah, I was, in, I was in, on my honeymoon in Jamaica, and we actually did this little ATV tour, and it took us to this little mountain. It was almost like a shanty village but johnny cash had a house up there on this mountain and there's this old rundown church that he had apparently donated money to have it completely renovated and bought like sophisticated like state-of-the-art musical equipment for the church they but love it's him still up there. old and run down well i mean it's like historic <laughs> so he only really donated about 20 bucks well sure no. johnny cash was the he saint among men <laughs> watch your mouth camera <laughs> <laughs> well he had another house too they had three houses but this was his home the, the one in, that burned and down. Honestly, when I read it last night, I, I was sad again. It yeah. was like he mm-hmm. died it, again. It is sad. It's a, a little remaining piece of him well, that's gone anymore. now. Yeah. It's well, gone. the chimneys are still there. <laughs> yeah, he actually recorded like you know his last recordings in his bedroom after he was grief-stricken over his wife dying. Part of the um, video of Hurt, hurt is... Yeah. Oh, and it looked terrifying. Yeah. I mean, it looked like a haunted old mansion. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just glad that uh, Barry Gibb escaped unscathed <laughs> well they never moved in yeah. one of the quotes from one of the other people was like you know maybe this is god's way of just keeping this holy ground this is just yeah, because be barry gibb house. was about to move his medallion collection in there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my house is burning down my house is burning down his medallions um... and his track suits <laughs> Dude, that was Aaron Neville. Yes, he didn't buy I can't think of the name. <laughs> <laughs> he writes another cotton jingle. <laughs> the touch, the I feel, cotton. <laughs> Which is also very flammable. <laughs> and it is the fabric of our lives. Yeah, this is a, just so much irony there. Um, <laughs> Ironing, yeah, cotton, you have to iron. And it, it could catch it on fire if you have the iron on the in proper hot. setting. It's true. And if it was fl- doused in flammable chemical treatment. And you're <laughs> yes. using blowtorches around it. That's and you, true. Yeah, and you weren't using an iron. You were, in fact, using a blowtorch on your cotton. That'd do it, too. <laughs> that would do it. Well, <laughs> last week we talked about the situation that Tom Hanks find him, finds himself in as being possibly too big for the movies. Oh, no. Here we go again. He has actually just received the biggest salary ever paid to a Hollywood actor in history, $50 million to be in the Da Vinci Code prequel, Angels and Demons. Oh, really? Gosh. Yeah. That's um, shocking. The, the hairdo's coming back, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we all loved it so much the first time. Yeah, but $50 million for one movie. I, I actually read Angels and Demons, and th- this one is religious in nature, but it's actually on the side of the church. That's what they'd like to have you believe, Jesse, <laughs> to come to the brainwashing. Yeah. The interesting thing about the Da Vinci Code movie is that I think they got a little frightened, and so they toned down all that anti-church stuff. It was, it was just blasphemous enough to not even be interesting. Yeah, on a level of being offensive. It's like, either go ahead and be offensive, or don't be. But this kind of middle ground just makes it kind of boring. But uh, 
Speaking of suspense, a Saudi man lost part of his nose in an assault by two of his wives. Uh, he was evidently in an argument. Uh, his wives were arguing about dividing up his house. And he uh, he joked around like, "Hey, you know, if you guys don't uh, don't settle it down, I may marry a third wife." At which point, they both turned <laughs> on him, attacked him, and cut off part of his nose. That's amazing. He said, "I never realized they would get so w- worked up, but the only way to restore my dignity is really to take a third wife." <laughs> Says, "I don't know what I'm going to lose next if I do that." <laughs> is that like on the Onion or yeah. something? No, this is an actual story. The man's name is Jedi Ibn Salam. God bless you. Oh, that is, that is something. Yeah. Uh, a judge has dismissed a lawsuit against Pat Robertson that centers around his diet shake. Oh. So obviously this came up in my flagged on several had shake. It had Pat Robertson. <laughs> All um, the Google alerts. It had uh, scissor, scissor kick <laughs> is in here. <laughs> <laughs> leg press is also no, but a federal you get a lot of leg press Google alerts. Um, just today, actually, <laughs> like four, unrelated. <laughs> the, the leg press championships are being held in Lake Tahoe right now. So. <laughs> Big news. Um, Pat Robertson is is in it. Yeah, yeah. He he was actually banned for the shake that he was using. That, uh, it's performance enhancing shake because of the bird residue. Exactly, it's yeah. uh, avian protein that's highly illegal in nine countries, including ours. So. <laughs> But legal in the other 348. Yeah, so he, that's why he's technically the world champ and holds the world record. But, but not unanimous. He's world champ in 348 countries. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Except for, you know, these nine strict ones. But <laughs> was there a slice in here? I can't remember. A federal judge has dismissed a lawsuit. Okay, literally, Kara just rolled her eyes, didn't you? She looked up from what she was doing, rolled her eyes, and went back to it. Well, I think it was because we got a little off track when we started talking about avian performance-enhancing milkshakes that are illegal in nine countries. That's probably where we lost her. I think we were good at the Tahoe World Leg Press Championships. We need to learn to go out on a high note. Yeah. All right. That'll do it for this week's podcast. (laughs) That's as good as it's going to get. But basically, a a guy who was a former guest on the 700 Club said that Pat Robertson had misappropriated the use of his image when he was advertising the age-defying weight loss shake because he just thought the shake recipe was going to be given out for free, which it was. But then they started to sell the shake, and the guy was like, well, I didn't you know, know that you were going to use my image to sell it. The judge said, too bad, so sad. Well, that's not what he literally said, but in, <laughs> so legal, professional in, at in all. legal terms, yeah. So I have a couple of clarifications and corrections. Number one, as I was uploading the podcast last week, I glanced down at my Diet Pepsi can and realized that my ingredients were backwards. Aspartame is the non-cancer-forming sweetener that is in NutraSweet and all the diet sodas. That's the one that's not been proven to be bad. It's uh, saccharin that's in Sweet and Low, and that's the bad one in the rats that has caused cancer in the rats. So I just want to clarify that. Essentially, the facts were the same. The ingredients were backwards. And then secondly, Mel Gibson's last movie was not what women want. It was Signs. So Signs. Which is a good one. Yeah, that was a good one. I enjoyed it. Yeah, and it had spiritual overtones, Uh which was... Kind of went out on a high note. A little more in line with where he was going with his career than what women want. I just didn't like that they showed the monster. I lost it for me then. When it was just a little slither of a finger, it was scarier. When he was in the room with it, it was like, oh, that's a dude in a costume. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's totally removed the fear. That's sort of in that Shyamalan shtick. You know, he always gives it away yeah, at some and point. The, the fear of the unknown and the fear of the yeah. fleeting glimpses yep. is so much scarier, scarier. than actually mm-hmm. seeing it. Absolutely. The same thing with the village. Uh, yeah. Well, it's the same thing as his last one, right. too, with the pool. I mean, well, that one, uh, scary, it was a weird kind of fantasy movie, but I mean, same thing. It's yeah. Like, I don't want to see these costumes. Yeah. You finally see the alien and it looks like some guy at a Star Trek convention. Hunched over and mm-hmm. walking like an alien, yeah. you know. And then Joaquin Phoenix just beats him with a bat. 
that's yeah, all. Yeah, and took. it ties into the the last moments of his mom dying or whatever. That yeah, was that a real that was a little me. that was a little much. Like you don't always in every movie have to have that. Wait, I'm remembering the profound significance of everything that happened. It's like why don't you just have Joaquin Phoenix beat him with a bat? <laughs> yeah, you know, hey, there's the alien. Hit him with that bat. Does he really need to know? Swing away. I'm holding a bat. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, oh, I was like, just gonna stand here. Yeah, and I was poke gonna him. poke him with. Yeah, it. you want me to swing it? Okay. <laughs> so you may be on that, something here. Good. Now, uh, uh, Mel Gibson. You know, we were talking about he doesn't really need to act anymore. IMDb says that he has two movies where he's acting uh, coming out next year. Tell Sam, me one of them's Mad Max. Sam and George and Under and Alone. Those are the two movies. When is Mad Max coming out? Uh, it's not on IMDb. So, oh, man, I haven't heard rumblings of a of another Lethal Weapon, but really, I guess, uh, yeah. But I, it could have just been in the rumor. You know how movies are. Like Indiana Jones four has been in the works for a decade. Except now they're actually starting filming in June. Yeah. Now he uh, he was very busy in the year two thousand or ninety nine, I guess. But in, in the year two thousand, he had the Million Dollar Hotel come out, Chicken Run, The Patriot, and What Women Want. And then he did We Are Soldiers and Signs after that. Oh, man. We Are Soldiers was so good. So was The Patriot. The Patriot was good, too, I thought. Yeah, mm-hmm. I thought it was awesome. I saw it on a cruise ship. We were kind of like stuck in our room, and we ended up watching it on a little nine-inch TV, and I was like, this is actually really good. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Have you ever gotten a stomach virus on a cruise? No. Have you? No. Never been on a cruise. <laughs> well, that would be a safe way to not get a stomach virus. <laughs> you always hear about... You know, always. You hear about once once every few months. Or you hear about someone that just vanishes. Yeah. Like, they oh, I was, on my, you I, was on the, I was on my... You hear about I was on my honeymoon, and I woke up, and my wife was gone. Never seen her no, since. No, no. It's... Uh, somebody falls overboard. It yeah. happens all the time. People are they drunk. drunk. They're yeah. leaning over the edge. Poof, they're gone in the night. Wow. Uh, happens all the time. On the all news, the just, time. Just yes, last that's week, creepy. Just last week, it made the news because they found the guy alive. Twelve hours later, he You're was kidding. He was drunk when he fell over, but he was treading water for twelve yeah, hours. I and bet he sobered him. up quick. Whoa! Up, and they found him. I, I saw that's this. Amazing. I saw this Dateline mystery about a husband and wife that left, you know, to go on the honeymoon. They they go back to their cabin and go to sleep. The wife wakes up. Husband is gone. So it's, it's, you know, she's baffled because, you know, when she went to sleep, he was there. And then they find all this mysterious stuff later, like there's blood on a railing and there's blood that was like, you could see that it was quickly tried to mopped up, but it wasn't. And like all these bizarre clues. And it's just like, that kind of creeps me out about going on. Maybe he went out, he got, you know, went out to just grab some drinks. She was asleep. He said, I'm going to go out to the bar and get some drinks. He got drunk. He got into an argument. They go out on the deck. The guy, there's a bloody fight. The guy ends up throwing him over the edge, tries to make right it go away. Right into the Bermuda Triangle. <laughs> Swing away. <laughs> <laughs> and he poked the guy with the bat. <laughs> got to listen. Yeah. Anyway. yeah, everything has meaning here. All right, we're going to keep it rolling because we've got a couple of really good segments coming up. At the end of the podcast, we have your feedback back of your most embarrassing moments so you'll definitely want to stay tuned for that but up next after edmund what's after after edmund the feedback okay listening to metric the song is empty the song's not empty the song is empty and it's um i don't know how a song could be empty. those are mixed messages devoid of lyrics would that be an empty song no yeah. devoid of music or meaning you ever heard of that composition i think it's called four minutes 44 seconds it's just four minutes and 44 seconds of complete silence no that's empty Ah, there you go. That would be empty. All right, well, anyway, this song, Empty, is by Metric. It's playing right now over at Relevant.tv. Just got to throw, you know, before After Edmund comes on, I, I just got to throw a little shout to Pigeon John. I mean, the performance last week, we got a lot of feedback from you guys. It was an amazing performance. My goodness. I just want to say thank you to Pigeon once again for coming through because, I mean, nothing like live hip-hop with drums yeah. and keyboards. I, and- I, I listened to that, and I could not believe that they recorded it in this studio. Yeah. Like, recorded it live. It Flynn, was phenomenal. Flynn, Flynn produced it and recorded it. And I, I came through, and it was, it was um, in the middle of the afternoon, and they were here. They were setting up for a while, you know, and 
we have to cut off the air and this studio it's weird it's not like our last studio where just you know there's normal ac vents the ac vents because it's a really old building and this is un- under a driving ramp uh this was kind of meant to be a closet i guess a big closet and um so there's no ac in here so they installed like a window unit well you obviously can't have that rolling while you're recording so we had to shut that off so Gib, uh, the drummer, our friend, um, you know, he's setting up the drums. He had a snare and a kick, and the snare was a little too loud. So he takes off his shirt, wraps it around the snare to muffle it a little bit. So he's got his wife beater on, and we're just all sweating. And you know, Flint and <laughs> Gibbs are over there, and his wife beater just hitting his, you know, one snare and his one <laughs> kick. Peter's got like three keyboards out. Pigeons over in the, you know, kind of the corner where we have a voiceover, acoustic tiles, and stuff. And, you know, Flynn's at the boards. And I just, I took a bunch of pictures and I need to put them up. It was just, it was a very unique, fun experience being in here with them making music in its rawest, most pure form. It was a lot of fun. I was glad to hear an oldie but a goodie, the song with the Toyota Tercel. The Be Yourself song? Yeah. Yeah, that's off uh, Pigeon John is Dating Your Sister. Yeah. And he just, it was thrown at the end and it was just a live track. It was him and an acoustic guitar. And so when um, he t- Pigeon told me, I was like, what, do you get, what songs are you guys doing? And he told me, Be Yourself. And I was like, I like to give. I'm like, well, you don't got nothing to do for the third song. And Pigeon's like, no, actually, we're gonna mix it up a little bit. And I got keys and drums and be yourself. And I'm like, what? Oh, it sounds so on. amazing! It is amazing. Yeah. yeah. But Nick, our project manager, he told me he's like he was listening to it on the way to work this morning, and he goes that point where Pigeon's like, where the kid in fourth grade calls him that word, yeah. and the song just stops, and he's like, why would you say that? <laughs> and he's like, because I know his dad taught him that. Nick's like, I almost teared up. He's like, that just hit me, you know? And I was like, yeah, this is, this is a good moment, you yeah. know? And the, the thing I love about Pigeon John is that he tackles a very weighty subject, but he does it with kind of this fun tongue-in-cheek mm-hmm. kind of fashion. And so a song like Be Yourself that's actually really deep it's still fun, mm-hmm. yeah. you know. Yeah. If you hear that third verse, if you got, if you really got to pay attention to that third verse. It's easy to just get caught up in their remix and the music or whatever. That third verse is really profound. It's like he sees God in a park mm-hmm. and asks him all the questions of all the things that I hate this about myself. I hate this about myself. Why'd you do this to me? Why'd you make me like this? And God's like, "You're beautifully and wonderfully made." Yeah. Don't be afraid, my dear son. I mean, yeah. Golly, John, you've done it again. <laughs> Did you already talk about doing a download of that? Someone that was asking like how they could get to. Yeah, we are. Well, we're, um, you know, this last many, many performances, uh, we haven't put up on the download music downloads page yet. We will this week, or we will have just done it when this podcast goes up. So check the music downloads page over relevantmagazine.com and, uh, there will be some good treats there for you. Little, little sneak peek maybe, um, this summer, there might be a live from the relevant podcast CD exclusive CD available at relevantmagazine.com and at, at festivals and stuff. Hmm. Um, not retail, just a little exclusive something, something with the best tracks from the last couple of years of the relevant podcast. Might be worth checking out. We've had some amazing ones. The, the ones that come to mind are the Sarah Groves. Oh, that, that the, one song, especially the, the keyboard. Yeah. The, the Edison glass dueling xylophones. Oh yeah. <laughs> That was awesome. The, the, one of the first ones we did, Derek Webb, just yeah. had an acoustic guitar and one mic. We didn't even mic the guitar. It was just one mic. Uh, it came out so amazing. Sleeping uh, at last. Uh-huh. Oh, that was yeah. incredible. Even recently, Band Marino. It's great. That Band Marino one was yeah. awesome. Ga- Gasoline Heart. Yeah. Great. And we've got we've got Journey. some amazing stuff coming up. We we do have Journey coming Dylan, through. Dylan. Bob yeah, Dylan. Bob Dylan. <laughs> yeah. No, but in all seriousness. Well, let's... Let's, hold let's not jinx it. Let's, let's not say, jinx let's it. Let's say this. Some big names are coming through. Big, 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 big names. Big names are coming through in the next month. Um, I, got, I got legitimately, and it's hard for me, you know, working in, you know, this sort of job for a while to get sort of starstruck. But when Adam told me one of the names that was coming through, I got really excited. Yeah. Yeah. It's very exciting. So hopefully the CD will be made after they come through. Yeah. <laughs> Could there be a hidden track with a montage of the best of podcast moments? spoken if you want to go ahead and edit it edit that together that'd be great we'll do it well i feel like you know you could put maybe four or five tracks on there in between some of the songs of just you know a couple minutes of a funny part of the podcast i'll let you go ahead and find all that stuff because i ain't waiting through the last 50 podcasts a couple of weeks ago a new group called after edmund came through the studio they are on slanted records and they have just released their debut album called hello which is appropriate 
It is appropriate. And polite. The guys hail... The guys hail from LaGrange, Georgia, and you can check them out at afteredmond.com or myspace.com slash afteredmond. We are happy to introduce you to After Edmund. Okay, so what's up, everybody? This is uh, Matt and Mitch from After Edmund. How's it going, guys? And uh, we're going to share a song with you. Uh, this is a song called Like a Dream. Here it goes. set this up or anything yeah okay so we're gonna play the song clouds um this is after edmund um with the relevant podcast we've enlisted the uh the help of adam and jesse from relevant magazine we got jesse on the bells adam playing tambo well tambourine action um so they're gonna help us out in the chorus (laughs) uh matt you want to set this song up Uh, tell us about you know well we wrote this song at my house um quite a few years back uh it was a song that uh, it's been on a previous EP of ours. Actually, two EPs, two things that we've done. Yeah, that's right. Um, and it just kind of hung around just because it's, I don't know, it feels pretty cool. Um, songs about, um, you know, whenever you're going through a storm in your life, whenever there's something crazy happening, there's a, you know, there's the sun's always shining above the clouds of the storm. So that's kind of a, kind of the idea behind that. So here it is, clouds. All right. You ready, fellas? Thank you. Mm-hmm. 
sound playing right now over at the old relevant.tv moon babies i just like saying that little fun fact on the, the after edmund performance that you heard we had some guest musicians sit in on the set yeah we did indeed you may have noticed the uh the expert xylophonery and uh tambourining the guest is xylophoner or xylophoner as they're known in xylophoning circles, was actually our own Jesse Carey. And let All me right. say, these guys are music majors. You know, they they're they're well versed in music theory. They played with the best of the best, mm-hmm. and I blew their socks off. Yeah, <laughs> they they almost seduced Jesse out on tour with Whoa. them. Whoa. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll stop there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they almost got him to go out on the road with them, but they they weren't offering the kind of per diem that he demands 
for his uh, xylophone <laughs> skills. Um, the what t- is your per diem, Jesse? Uh, about four thousand dollars a day, just cash. No, no, no. Weird, <laughs> I, I, because of some no legal writers. purposes, yeah, I need to be off the radar. Yeah, so. and he has a, a fairly expensive uh, habit. Uh, he collects crystal figurines. Well, who doesn't? Yeah, and so, but I mean, he—it's a lot. It's oh, a lot. Oh, oh, oh. He's constantly adding to his his menagerie. What's the document called where the the celebrities you know demand certain things the day a of the show? Mm-hmm. Yes, he has one of those. Yeah, as well. yeah. his rider demands crystal uh, crystal animals. The uh, the tambourine duties were uh, were filled by me. That was the longest. Way we could have possibly said that the two of you made noises on one of the songs. <laughs> Probably so. All right. Well, uh, your feedback. It's time for your feedback. We asked people to write in and, and oh. tell us their most embarrassing moments. After hearing some of these, I'm very turned off by a lot of you. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. I don't of, know that I want some of you listening. Anymore. Yeah, there's a lot of bathroom humor. Okay, this is a pretty awesome story. This is Bo Denton. He says uh, he used to work at this uh, cheeseburger and ice cream place called Shake Pit. Mm. Uh, and he said, you know, he enjoyed working there, but always managed to get shake and burger grease and ice cream all over his <laughs> jeans and shirt. So one night he's, uh, he gets off work and he's headed to a night class at a community college that he's attending. And as soon as he gets to the first red light, he's thinking, you know, I need to change clothes on my way to class. So he throws a car in park. He pulls his jeans off, takes off his shirt <laughs> and, oh, uh, no. Before he could pull pants back on, the light turns green. So he's thinking, no big deal. You know, I'll wait for the next red light, whatever. But as he's driving down the road in his boxers, there just happens to be a police DUI checkpoint where they're pulling over every single car. (laughs) So he stops and rolls down his window. And, you know, he's thinking the officer's approaching his car and he's thinking, I I better have clothes on. So he reaches for his jeans <laughs> and the police officer yells for him to stop and put his hands up and oh, then says, get no. out of the car now. Oh, oh, no. No. So he says, you know, I'm, he says, officer, uh, I'm not wearing any pants. <laughs> and uh, he actually says he walked up to this my window and stared down drunk. at me. I'm pretty sure that he is now partially blinded from the whiteness of my legs. <laughs> he says, wear your clothes, son. So he Aww. tries to explain to him. He's on his way to class. Wait, He's like, it was his dad? No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and then he says, you, you been drinking tonight? And so he's trying to, he, he has to convince, uh, the officer that indeed he is sober. I and, just don't uh, have pants on. Yeah. <laughs> the officer says, great. all right, put your clothes on. Thankfully that was it. Uh, but he says, moral of the story, always make sure the light is long enough. <laughs> Bo's actually got another really good one here. Evidently Bo, he gets himself in some, uh, some rough situations. Uh, he was seeing at the computer lab on campus and some guy in the row in front of him says, Hey Bo, how's it going? So he has no idea who this guy is. He says, uh, pretty good, man. And the guy kind of looks at him real funny and then turns back around and says, where are you up to? And he's still thinking, who is this guy? He says, not too much, you know, working on a term paper. And uh, he's getting a little bit weirded out. Then the guy says, how's your mom doing? And at this point, he's, he's totally weirded out. He's like, you know, how does this guy know my mom? It's like, uh, I mean, she seems to be doing pretty well. You know, I think... You know, the last time I talked to her, she seemed to be doing fine. So then the guy turns his head and Bo realizes he has a Bluetooth headset on. He's talking on the phone to someone else named Bo. I I was in an elevator one time and the guy walks in. Okay. Me and him are in the elevator and he walks in and says something like, yeah, well, the test went okay. And I'm like, oh, that's cool, man. I'm good. I'm glad for it. Oh, no, he looked Jesse. at me like I was like scum of the earth. Like looked over, like pointed to his Bluetooth. Like, oh, no. don't you know I got a Bluetooth on? I and hate no. those things. And we're in the elevator, and so the rest of the ride is like him talking, like looking at me. Like I know as soon as I got out, he's like, hey, guess what? This idiot did. Oh, yeah, you know who's the idiot? The guy with the Bluetooth yeah. headset. What are you doing that you can't use your hands? Uh, yeah, it's not like you're. Standing Right. there performing some, open heart surgery some people think that there's you know a radiation issue because this the and, rat studies and, that, and there's I, not a radiation issue from having a cellular device attached next uh, to the, your brain the, the wave is a different kind of wave i'm sorry but those I, things just 
people who wear Bluetooth, so they they don't know when to take them out. They yeah. keep them in constantly. I hate that. Yeah. They look like cyborgs. It's this, like, what are you, Secret Service? Yeah. yeah take they go into the movie out. theaters and sit there with that little blue light in the back of yeah. it blinking. Exactly. Lighting up the entire you, theater. Do you know where Foster's awkward moments with Bluetooth were more than any place else is waiting in line at Starbucks? Absolutely. <laughs> it's like, do it's these like guys... It's like Bluetooth Central. It's like... <laughs> It's like, yeah, yeah. You these people, they, they act like they've never seen a Bluetooth before. You know, Ralph, pull around the Miata. You know, it's like, who are these yuppies that come into Starbucks and make everyone feel awkward talking at full volume? They're standing there, both hands in their pockets. It's like you're telling me you couldn't use one of those hands to hold a phone like the rest of us. Because you made everyone in here feel awkward when you walked in talking, kind of looking around like, is he talking to me? Is he talk- Oh, Bluetooth. Yeah. Until those things became appallingly common to the point that you know now i'm just aggravated every time i go outdoors when they're still somewhat uncommon the first few times i ran into someone using them i really thought that the person was insane because they're just walking down the street talking to themselves with great conviction okay so i'm at 7-eleven like two days ago filling up and there's a guy filling up his car kind of across from me and he's pissed He's yelling. He's cursing. That mother, you know, he's having a conversation. I'm going, man, whoever's on the other end of this call is getting it. And then he turns, and he didn't have a Bluetooth in. Oh, and he's boy. Just, he's just a madman. Oh, boy. He's just yelling and screaming and having his end of a conversation. I bet he just got fired or whatever. <laughs> oh, wow. And he was telling wow. off whatever happened. He was going through his side of it with a lot of profanity and very loud. I think that that, For is, five minutes. that is an effect of constantly wearing a Bluetooth device. <laughs> it is now. He, was, <laughs> he thinks he, people constantly think at any moment if they just start talking, they could be having a phone conversation. <laughs> no. It's it called like, Bluetooth hysteria. When I was a child, I would always swim with um, floaties. You know, on my uh-huh. arms. Yeah. I and then I would, you know, like whenever you take them off, sometimes you just feel like you still have them on. And I jumped in I the know. pool without them on. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Uh-oh. That happened to me last month. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sank like a rock. Well, we got a really funny email from the person who was asked that we don't say his name. But what's funny is, okay, I'll just read it. So he says... Well, the subject line is Shardy McPoopy Pants. <laughs> okay. And he says, okay, I think I just realized my second most embarrassing moment when I realized the fatal flaw in my plan of an- an- anonymity. anonymity. Yes, thank you. He said, I hate technology. Oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I have to throw myself on your mercy in asking that if you were to share my prior email on the podcast, that you would keep that little piece of identifying info to yourselves with embarrassment. Shardy. Eric, Eric Miller's the one who wrote in. And he, uh, <laughs> Whoa! Whoa! What's, what's so Whoa. funny is we never got <laughs> we the never, email he's referencing. We never got the first email. The first we just email, got the second one. The first email that he's so embarrassed that he... Wow. That All he, we know is that it's something to do with the no- name Shardy McPoopy Pants. Yeah. So use your imagination. <laughs> Upset we didn't get it. Oh, so man. Eric, so if you're we've, listening, send we've it outed back. him. Fill in the blank. Oh, Eric, I am sorry. But we didn't tell the story but, that he was embarrassed about. But how how much imagination does it take to figure it out from the subject line? <laughs> it could be about his grandmother. Yeah, I, maybe he saw somebody who uh, had charting me. Yeah, it's a friend of Eric's. It's a, a buddy of his. <laughs> All I can say is, I, there are plenty of people that things like that happen to <laughs> and don't don't be ashamed the- eric's friend <laughs> <laughs> yeah shardy if you're listening uh, Lu- luke wisely has one i'm going to kind of cut to the chase he wisely has one <laughs> yeah wisely <laughs> luke has one. one yeah luke uh, warmly <laughs> exactly luke longley is actually wisely sent this one in <laughs> What? You know, Luke Longley's house burned down this week as well. I heard that on the Who news. is that? I've never heard this name. Played center in the NBA. He's yeah. an Australian Chicago. red-headed yeah. guy. For his, his house in Australia burned down the same week as Johnny Cash. Mm. Yeah, just um, rented coincidence? Yeah. yeah. I think and here's Da-da-da. another thing. <laughs> Barry Gibb is Australian. Yeah. This is getting very eerie in here. There's some kind of anti-Australian arsonist out there. That has ties to John Tesh in the NBA. Um, and the the avian protein is illegal in Australia. Yeah, it's one of the nine. I, I think that's what Stevens or Sylvester Stallone had. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think Pat Robertson might be behind this. 
What Pat Robertson is torching Australians' houses. <laughs> what the clues are pointing to is Pat Robertson has torched Johnny Cash's house. <laughs> yeah. All I can say is watch out Paul Hogan. You know, it's a, it's uh, Crocodile Dundee. Yeah. yeah. Watch yourself, Crocodile Dundee. You're next. Pat Robertson, what have you done? <laughs> <laughs> well, Luke Wisely, I guess his story isn't as funny as all that, but he was trying. He was at a high school event, and there was a bunch of girls around, and there was a gumball machine right there. And he's trying to be Mr. Cool Guy. He puts a gun. He puts his quarter in the gumball machine. Wait, 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 wait. He's trying to be Mr. Cool Guy <laughs> by buying a gumball. Well, he's he's at, in the moment he's trying to impress all these girls and talk to them. So he pops the gumball in his mouth and takes a big chew and it like squirts out. <laughs> and he realizes that it's actually a Super Bowl machine. <laughs> and so <laughs> like the big rubber Super Balls, it's not gumball. And so Ew. he said that everyone, yeah, that's what everyone's reaction was. Oh. And so he like picks it up and then he said he tried to play it off by just bouncing it on his way out of the place. Like just bouncing it along, like dribbling it with him. So. I think you play it off by putting it back in your mouth and pretending it's a gumball and then just chewing it while tears roll down your face. If you join them hard enough, they'll break into smaller pieces. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know. Trust me. I've been in a similar situation. Mine ended very differently. Okay, Patrick. It's a, a cold, cold February evening Patrick in his Ewing? home. Patrick Foray or four in his. Uh, is, this, his is, is this his foray into <laughs> an, into uh, embarrassment, into hilarity, into podcast lore? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's hope it lives up. He lives in Northwest Illinois. Speaking of lore, we haven't heard from Callahan MacGyver in a long time. Well, yeah, whatever became of us of asking to be ushers at his wedding. He wrote and said that his fiance agreed that we would be allowed to be invited to the wedding if we wanted to come. But I wrote back and said, we will it's only usher, come yeah. if we're in the wedding. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it never the very wrote least back. ushers. Callahan, if you're listening, the offer is still on the table. If... If, I will give your wife away. Yeah. If, <laughs> now, if you will, at the very least, make us ushers, we'll be there. Groomsmen, you know? preferably. Yeah, we, yeah we'd I'd like to stand to be, up in the front. I'd yeah. like to sing a song, probably uh, Open Arms by uh, by Journey. Well, I was going to do Butterfly Kisses. And so I, w- I was going to do When You Wish Upon a Star. Well, guys, we can, we can each do a song. Oh, that's true. So that's what Why? we'd prefer to do. Okay, so uh, Patrick Four. Um, Wait, He's, how, how did the Entertainment Tonight theme song go? Is he wrote that. I mean, he used to be on there. He probably maybe did. Maybe he did write it. It's very similar to everything else he's ever done. Maybe maybe Patrick Four wrote it. And maybe one day I'll, I'll get to tell you his story. So this Patrick Four guy, he lives in Northwest Illinois. And... Uh, this is right after he had gotten his driver's license, okay? And so he's headed home one night. It's it's really cold outside, and he spent the past couple hours consuming Mountain Dew. And <laughs> as anyone know. anyone will tell you, you step from a warm place into a cold place, and your bladder's full, it, it gets bad. <laughs> and so he starts getting in a pretty, pretty bad situation. So uh, he's driving down the road, and he realizes he has got to get home quick. Right, and so he's he's tearing down the road, and all of a sudden he sees the flashing lights in the rearview mirror. So this is the first time he's had an experience with a police officer. So he's scared, and the uh-huh. officer comes up and he says, "Do you know how fast you're going?" And he's like, "You know, you're going 45 miles per hour. Stay in the car." But Patrick, because he's so nervous, he heard get out of the car so he steps out of the car the officer turns around and yells don't move unholsters his weapon oh and gosh. points it at patrick's chest Holy at cow. which point the old bladder released <laughs> <laughs> and so he, he says he didn't get a ticket just a stern lecture oh he says How embarrassing. I, uh, he says you say i wet my pants in front of a cop I say it saved me seventy five bucks. <laughs> how much were the how much did the pants he was wearing cost? Those things are no good. They're, I'm hoping they're washable. Yeah, it's not you know, like he is on paper pants. Paper or, pants. Yeah. Yeah. We got another funny email about pants. No, hold on. Before that, a uh, little Wikipedia uh, trivia question: How many albums has John Test released? Eight. 
Sarah says eight. Nineteen. Nineteen. I'm going to go with seventeen. Fifty-one. Oh my goodness. good! Good. I could read them all for you right now. <laughs> hey, I said nineteen. I was closest, right? Yeah. This isn't the prices so, right. Oh. <laughs> One dollar. Yeah. Mark Evelyn wrote in, and he said it's almost too painful to write. You must know that first before I read any of this. When this happened, he was twenty years old. So not high school, not third grade. Yeah, he was twenty years old. On a Sunday morning, on the way to church with my mom, I had some unexplainable tightening in the crotch area. Couldn't have been worse timing. We were only minutes, if not seconds, away from the parking lot of the church, and we were running late. No, hold on, and we were running late, so there would be no waiting it out. Um, all, oh, efforts, all efforts to relax were not working. <laughs> I, I awkwardly got out of the side of the car and we started heading into church. Oh, we man. were walking side by side and my mom turned her head in my direction, looked down and said, I think there's something wrong with your pants. Oh, oh no. No. To, no, Mark. To his horror, she immediately tried to pat them smooth. <laughs> No. Oh, good God! No words were exchanged. We just kept walking into church, and to this day, I recoil in pure agony recounting the event. Oh, my Mark. goodness. Oh, gosh, oh. Mark. Mark, that's why you carry a large family Bible. You know? Oh, no. I think uh. there's something wrong with your pants. And then she tried to pat them smooth. Oh, Oh, that makes me feel dirty. The best part of it, no words were then exchanged. (laughs) (laughs) What what could be said? 20 years old. 20. Oh, I am surprised that you're a productive member of society. (laughs) Yeah. That is damaging. That's like a Freudian train wreck right there. Like, are you emailing us from a maximum security facility? (laughs) Because I I couldn't blame you if you were. It would be society's fault. I'm pretty sure that's what spun Hannibal Lecter into his (laughs) his serial killing rampage. Was it? incident very similar to that <laughs> that's, that's oh, someone's man. most horrifying moment oh gosh i'm i'm gonna need that shower after this podcast <laughs> session um, there's not enough soap in the world to towel off the evil all right so that'll do it for your feedback uh your most embarrassing moments so okay now with this week's editorial question of the week editorial question of the week hey. if you could have a personal theme song what would it be <laughs> like perfect strangers oh, wait 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 words or instrumental is there any? I think it could be either. Yeah, but so if it, it has words, should there be some meaning? It says something right. about you. Well, can you make up your own? Does it have to be a pre-existing? No, song? No, it has to be pre-existing. pre-existing. But you can't have to be able to sing it. But yeah. you can't write your own theme no, song. No, like, no. what if you said this is sung to the tune of the theme to Perfect Strangers? No, it can. You know, I would like, rather just Adam's cool. No. He's such a cool guy. You know, obviously, I'd work on it a bit more. But I think the theme song you could will it to play when you walk into a room at a very loud mm. volume. Mine I, would be like Hail to the Chief or something. Mm. Like yeah, that. or something, something royal. Right. Yeah. Mine. Mine would be the the scary. Darth Vader theme from every time he walks into a, a room in Star Wars. Mine, mine would be some pounding Lil John track. Some just <laughs> hype, just get everybody hype, <laughs> and it actually it would actually come. It would start playing before me. Yeah. Yeah. What? When I enter, it would be thumping bass, and everybody would know yeah. we're about to. Have Cameron's, a time. Coming. Cameron's coming. Yeah. Yeah. And by the time you get there, everyone's just so hyped. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and every room I walk into, it's like a good time. Yeah, party. And of course, you're walking in wearing like a, a fur coat carrying a goblet of crunk juice yeah i kind of walk in doing a little crunk walk you know just a little, little, got my cane yeah. see i think i would do i would have the ferris bueller you know like every time i come in like oh something mischievous is got about to go down uh the sanford and son theme would be a good one no i mean i think that that's a good theme song to play like as you're kind of walking around places what about the greatest american hero theme believe it or not i'm walking on it i never thought i could be so free flying away on a wing in a <laughs> Who can it be? Believe it or not, it's just me. <laughs> you guys have an amazing memory in repertoire. Of I, these I probably, songs. if you name 90% of sitcoms from the 80s, I can sing the entire theme song. Silver Spoons. 
Um, I'm just lobbing you softballs right okay. now. Okay. Um, all the all I really remember is the two silver spoons together, <laughs> you and I. Um, Benson. Oh, gosh. I don't know Benson. <laughs> Webster, then. Cosby um, Show? Huh? The Cosby Show is instrumental. I thought it was... I believe that's Sanford's <laughs> Actually, the Cosby Show changed every year. Yeah, it they was the dance. same basic the theme, same, but it was yeah, but it was same melody, executed but, a different right. way. They had different year. stylistic interpretations. Who's the boss? Oh gosh, a um, different world. It's a different, a different world. world. <laughs> the way you come from. Yeah. <laughs> How about um, whatever happened to the, the, the predictability? The, 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 the newsman, the paperboy, or even TV. Yeah. Uh, everywhere you look. Everywhere you look. Everywhere you look. Fresh Prince. Somebody uh, in West Philadelphia, born and raised on the playground, is where I spend most of my days. Chilling out, maxing, relaxing, all cool, and all shooting some b-ball outside of the school. When a couple of guys, they were up to no good, started making trouble in my neighborhood. I got in one little fight, my mom got scared. She said, "You're moving with your auntie, not to Bel Air." I whistled for a cab, and when it came near, the license plate said "Fresh," and it had dice in the mirror. If anything, I can say this cab was rare, but I thought. Nah, yeah, forget, forget it. You're home to Bel Air. I up to the house about seven or eight, eight, and I said to the cabbie, you home. Smell, smell you later. later. Looked at my kingdom. I was finally there to sit on my throne as a prince of Bel Air. That's a good one. We forgot the <laughs> we forgot the intro. The this is a story all about how yeah, my life like got twist turned upside down. Like I'd like to take a minute just sit right there. I'll tell you how I became the prince, the prince of a town called Bel Air. Yes, yeah, gummy bears <laughs> bouncing here and there and everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse quit singing that. It's <laughs> weird. It's just odd looking at you and hearing that come. I just really like gummy bears, guys. No one else watched that show. Come on. At any rate, if you had to pick any of those theme songs, <laughs> yeah. No wait. Now they only have to choose from those. No, they no. can pick anything. Any, but, any uh, I mean, song. I'm going to suggest something like Silver Spoons. Now, extra points and probably guaranteed it'll be played on the podcast if you actually send us an MP3 file of Ooh. the actual song or them singing it. Or, or an MP3 file of you singing the actual song. You know, if you're going obscure, if you're going to try and stump us, we won't know mm-hmm. what it sounds like. How are we going to play your song? If uh, you haven't stumped us, it is one we know. Adam will sing it. Although I he will. doesn't know Webster. so I mean, Right. Well, sometimes I will sing what I think it should sound like. What would Webster's be? He's a short little dude with a big attitude. <laughs> He's Webster. His, his dad used to play football. He's Webster. Yeah, that'd be pretty much it. Um, Punky Brewster. Mm, good yeah, I never once watched Punky Brewster. Well, that's not a Ever. problem, except for Ever. you said name any 80s theme yeah. song. And I, I may have overstated my ability to sing <laughs> you 80s said theme 90%. songs. 90%. Okay, yeah, 90%, and you guys are picking the 10% I don't know. Okay, oh, yeah, those I, I think, are the 10% we're No, picking. here's the thing. I think the other night I had this conversation where, well, it wasn't so much a conversation as it was we, we rode argument. around. No, we rode around in the car singing theme songs to 80s sitcoms, and I really felt like we had a handle on most of them. Uh, and now I'm just I'm, I'm blanking. What were they? And growing pains. Family ties. Um, Is that people Bryson? <laughs> it's the family ties theme song. Do baby without us? What did we do, baby without us? That's great. Facts yeah, of life. I remember that. You take the good, you, you take, take the, the bad, bad, you take them both, and then yeah, you, you have, have the facts of life. Right. The facts of life. life goes on. There's a time you gotta grow and show. You're growing and now you know about the facts of life. <laughs> the facts of life. When the world never seems to be living <laughs> up to your dreams. It's time something da, 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 the the time for all about you. Mel's diner. Mel's Diner? Could you possibly pick How about Alice? A, a more obscure <laughs> sitcom? Name it. This is 
This is the Electronic Symphony Orchestra doing TV hits of the 80s. What is this show? Miami Vice. Thank you very much. This is, this is Miami Vice. What about this one? Nightly so, News. No. <laughs> A-Team? No, it's not A-Team. L.A. Law. That's yeah. it. A-Team. Yeah, that's A-Team. Yeah. That's MacGyver. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Murder, She Wrote. <laughs> I I actually didn't watch that, uh, believe it or not. I actually Matlock. <laughs> Matlock. Father Dowling. <laughs> if you want to write in with your personal theme song and why, we need the why, and why, like why it applies to you, write into editorial at relevantmagazine.com or feedback at relevantmagazine.com. And again, if you want to mail us your favorite snack, it's 1220 Alden Road, Orlando, Florida, 32803. And I'm going to say it until somebody sends Please us some snacks. Please mail us some snacks. promises. Well, the Easter egg extravaganza, I believe, is going well. But we've had a lot of international interest. Um, and our form online, I guess, doesn't have a, a place for that. But well, if you- The international people are known for their rabid love of flattened pennies. Mm-hmm. Because they can't get them <laughs> They there. can't get them Because right. they would be fried yeah, flattened pennies. Electronic. Yeah, and, and they, they don't, don't have, have American pennies. <laughs> they yeah. don't have American <laughs> oh, That's true. We're going to so. send them a penny and they'll think it's our actual currency. Man, yeah. how do they put these in their pockets? <laughs> it's weird and elongated. <laughs> very thin though are international friends interested in participating in the easter egg extravagance or easter egg extravaganza they can visit the message boards there there's a thread in there about what what to do it's yeah, very what simple was the thread called hey okay so look for the thread under podcast fodder or you can just reads, email hey aaron w e r i n w at relevant media group.com she can answer any questions you have or you can just check out the podcast fodder forum in the message boards, specifically the thread called Hey, with a slanty face of a person who's not very happy. Mm. An international person who's not very happy. Okay. Well, on that note, that'll do it for this week's edition of The Relevant Podcast. Very cool thing lined up for next week. We've got an in-studio performance by The Procussions, hip-hop group The Procussions. So we are bringing it, and we are bringing it strong right now. So definitely tune back in for that. Look for the recent performances up at the music downloads page on relevantmagazine.com. We will put those there for you. And make sure to join in the conversations over at the podcast fodder section on the message boards. And if you haven't taken advantage of the Easter extravaganza, uh, basically, or you didn't tune in last week, or download it last week, it's not really tuning in, it's more downloading. Or maybe you did download, but you didn't tune in. Hmm. That's a possibility. Uh, go over to relevantmagazine.com slash Easter egg for a very special offer. If you subscribe to the magazine for two years, you will get a limited edition podcast um, or relevant podcast poster numbered and signed and also a plastic Easter egg filled with Easter candy and a penny flattened on the train tracks behind our building. It's only for really. It's really only for the podcast people. We never really posted anywhere else. So make sure to take advantage of that. And on that note, that'll wrap up this edition of the podcast. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Angela Lansbury. I'm Alan Thick. I'm Mike Seaver. Relevant Podcast, anytime, anywhere. Adam's cool, he's such a cool guy.